So Ty, what's your what's your tolerance level for zero? Dark entertainment. Dark entertainment. <laughs> like a show or a movie that you're like, this is this is dark. Is, uh, yeah, this I is hard to watch. I don't have. This is really hard to watch. I don't have much. Um, now I am. I do love. I don't like happy go lucky mm-hmm. movies shows. Like definitely, there's got to be a villain. There's got to be conflict. There's got to be that. But like the dark stuff, I don't do well. Like if yeah. there's like evil, evil, don't do well with that stuff. I just. I, yeah. It's hard to really like buy into it. Or like murder and yeah, that stuff doesn't bother child me. Child stuff. Uh, and so it depends. It, yeah, it depends. <laughs> like I feel like our uh, entertainment industry has like kind of gone to a direction where it's like you got to be outrageous. Hey, we're not gonna give you that happy ending that you want. Like so, like if it's you know if it, if it deals with like child abuse. Yeah, trafficking stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, as long as as long as they're the heroes set it right and the perpetrators get justice, I'm mm-hmm. okay. I'm okay with it. Like, there's a movie. Have you ever seen um, Machine Gun Preacher? No. Gerard Butler. No. Put it on your list for this weekend. Machine Gun Preacher. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's great. It's and it's kind of a small, un, not well known movie, but Gerard Butler's in it. And he's a biker gang, heroin addict, goes to jail, finds Jesus, comes back, starts a construction company, and then kind of helps launch a church. Well, there wasn't a pastor to, like, actually, like, preach. Right. So he kind of just stepped into that role because no one was there. Became a pastor of this church, had a general contracting company. Well, he goes on a mission trip over to Africa, um, and it was in Sudan uh, or Sudan. Uh, and the LRA, it's like this militia, this, it, they've got this really, really bad civil war going on there. And, uh, anyways, he goes and he's building an orphanage cause he's got the construction background and all that and is just overwhelmed with like what's going on there locally, like behind enemy lines and all these things. And he literally goes to build an orphanage for these kids that are refugees that are like literally just like trying to be safe, like trying not to get killed. Cause like the amount of just innocent people that are being killed he like it's crazy so he like goes over there tries to protect he ends up like it flips a switch and he literally just goes out and hunts these lra Mm. so he like gets his his little group and he'll literally go out and like it's like boondog saints kind of yeah Yeah. very much so but like in 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 sudan and it's but he's a righteous killer a righteous killer yeah Yeah. and it's like all right i can get behind behind that yeah is it a cheesy, no, like, uh-uh. you know, well you know, it's Christian, like, yeah. you know, what I'm talking about. No, no, no. Yeah. It's good. Okay. No, no, no. It's well done. Well, the exact opposite of <laughs> that and mission work and yeah. killing the name of Jesus. Yeah. Netflix just released a show. I think it's 10 episodes called Dahmer. Oh. Jeffrey I, Dahmer. I saw the. Have the, you seen this, Scott? Yes. Did you watch it? Yeah. I've seen the first four episodes. Oh, my gosh. So I, I got Dahmer and. The other, some other serial. Bundy. Yeah, Bundy. I got them two confused. So I think Bundy was the one that would prey on girl, girls, females. Yeah. Yep. So Dahmer preyed on men. Yeah. Which I didn't know. So you got that twist. Yeah. But it's also, and so it's showing some, you know. Graphic. Stuff. Yeah. It, they, yeah. 
Yeah, he was a sick. And guy. he was a sick dude. Like the first episode, are you gonna watch it? I don't know. I wouldn't I, honestly. Like I'm, okay, I'm usually okay with watching this. Even I feel dirty. weird, dirty watching yeah. it. Yeah. So I don't recommend it is what I'm saying. Okay. However, <laughs> it's a fascinating. Because again, it I don't know my style, or is it like no? A it's drama. a drama style. So it, you, okay. you're actually like so. It's, so like, it's an like, actor. It's like Waco. Kind of exactly. how it was. Okay. So it's an actor who does a phenomenal job, by the yeah. way, of being a weird psycho. Um, but it, it it kind of explains his childhood growing up and, and what led to, you know, him becoming this person. Yeah. And, you know, like one, his mom left when he was like 16 or 17, just takes his little brother and leaves because her, her and her husband, her and his dad are have him his dad runs off and so he's literally living by himself at 18 after already being a weird child growing yeah. up like he loved he and his dad one of the things they did together would they would go pick up roadkill and they would dissect roadkill together this kid's like nine yeah and yeah it's a dark and so that leads to eventually him i think they said they found what 17 by, and he lived in an apartment complex and like his next door neighbors would hear stuff but and try to get him in trouble, but they couldn't prove anything. And he, would, he had a human head in his refrigerator, for instance. He had bones scattered throughout his apartment. He had a vat of, like, acid that was de- 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 decomposing bodies. All of this in his apartment. Yeah. Wild. That's and fascinating. so, anyway, I don't recommend it, but it was just yeah. fascinating to see how sick that dude was. Yeah. And I haven't gotten to it yet, but apparently he goes to prison and ends up getting killed in prison. Um, some some dude beats him to death. Justice. Yeah, there yeah. Go. He got how many how many life sentences? They say seventeen. Yeah, I, I haven't gotten that far in the show, but I googled them. Yeah, like seventeen life sentences in prison, consecutive life sentences in prison. I don't know why they didn't just give him the death penalty. I guess we haven't. No, Milwaukee, yeah. Wisconsin. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, well, I don't please. recommend it, but go Google if you don't know. Jeff, yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer. There was a period where, like, remember, like, there was a period where serial killing. Yeah, we don't see that anymore. That was like a thing. Yeah, we don't see that much anymore. But even like on entertainment, like it came out like a lot of movies, Mm -hmm. a lot of shows, like geared around these serial killers. Yeah, he was a, he had no chance, pretty much. Yeah, growing up, he was a weird kid already. Forensics parents screwed him over. Different nowadays, so it's anyway. Yeah, don't recommend watching it, but go watch it. <laughs> it's called Dahmer on Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. All right. But seriously. Thanks I, for making mine and yeah. everyone else's day depressing. <laughs> what's, what's the topic for today, Ben? Speaking of mental health. <laughs> so we talk a lot about um, how exercise improves mental health. But we what never a transition by the yeah, way. Yeah, thank you, thank you. So Jeffrey Dahmer is what I'm saying. He should have had a lot more. Had he exercised more, <laughs> which actually he does in the show. And Scott, you know, he he gets into he gets real obsessed with working out at one point in his younger oh. life. Anyway, um, but we talk about yeah, exercise improves mental health, right? Everybody knows that. Yeah. Everybody's heard that. Yeah. But how exactly does it even work? Like how? What is the what are the mechanisms? Have you ever actually explored the mechanisms that that, that cause exercise to improve your mental health. Have you ever really do- dove in, dived I've, in? Uh, I've dove in, um, uh, just surface level. But as I understand it, 
you know, there's just a whole correlation, right? Yeah. From a from a chemical standpoint, right? You got your dopamine, you've got endorphins, you've got those things that come from working out. And then also from a recovery, when you're exerting yourself, when you're working out, when you're creating, um, you know, physical strain, right? That leads to recovery, which is a huge, huge portion of the actual mental yeah. health because that's what is actually helping your brain rest. Yeah. It's solidifying memories. It's solidifying information and knowledge. So there's, but that's, that's about it. There you go. And that's where most of us stay, right? Yeah. Oh, it's good for my health. Cool. Good enough for me. Let's, Let's go. Yep. And that's, I, I'm a more curious person than that. So mm-hmm. I wanted to know, okay, why is it helping my mental health? What is actually going on when I train, when I work out that actually improves my mental health? And so six ways that exercise improves your mental health. Number one. You were onto this a second ago. Increase blood flow to the brain. So improvements in mood are proposed to be caused by exercise-induced increase in blood circulation of the brain and by an influence in the hypothalamic-pituitary-adrenal axis and thus on the physiologic reactivity to stress. This physiologic influence is probably mediated by the communication of the HPA axis with several regions of the brain, including the limbic system, which controls motivation and mood, Mm -hmm. the amygdala, which generates fear in response to stress, and the hippocampus, which plays an important role in memory formation as well as mood and motivation. So that blood flow, the increased blood flow, gets to these different areas of the brain that are in control of better mental health, better mood. And it's not just the blood, though, where you're talking about, like adrenal glands, like actual chemicals are being transported into your brain from Mm -hmm. certain portions of your body again yep i didn't understand half what you just said <laughs> but uh, just just repeat hippocampus yeah, as much as many times as you can <laughs> number two increased endorphin levels this yeah. is what you're saying physical activity kicks up endorphin levels the body's famous feel-good chemical produced by the brain and spinal cord that produces feelings of happiness and euphoria so that exercise actually my coach in college always get those endorphins going man that's what he always say say he didn't know what he was talking about but no. that's what he was you referring to coach say it one time <laughs> number three this one's interesting it increases bdnf brain which is brain derived neuro- neurotrophic factor you ever heard of this no so bdnf what is bdnf it's a protein found in the brain that's associated with learning memory formation and the alleviation of depression and anxiety Several studies have indicated that decreased levels of BDNF are associated with depression and become enhanced following antidepressant treatment. So what's a cure or what has been shown to increase BDNF? Anybody? Guesses? Exercise. Exercise. Exercise has been shown to increase brain-derived neurotrophic factor. There you go. Take Dude, that one home. Dude, isn't it crazy? It's just for a pause. Isn't it crazy how complex our system is? Like, all the complexities that, yeah, like... Yeah, I often think about that. I mean, think, I mean, we're, we're talking about neurological right now. Like, we're not even talking about digestive. We're not talking about cardio. We're not talking about muscular. We're not talking about... Any, we're literally... I mean, the complexities that... A protein happen, in your brain. <laughs> yes. That, that cause retention and memory and mm-hmm. learning. And, I mean, that's the protein that is triggered by doing... X or Y. Right. I mean, that's insane. That's uh, insane. Sorry. Yeah. So share that one at your next party. That's a fun fact for you. <laughs> Ask somebody what BDNF is. Number four, improve confidence and self-esteem. Sticking to a plan, executing consistently, and working through difficult tasks boosts confidence 
and self-esteem. That one's a little more abstract, but it is true. If you're able to prove to yourself over time, you can stick to something long enough yeah. to see the results. Clearly, that's going to be cause an improvement in your mental health. Yeah, and your it's trust. It's building your trust in yourself, exactly. right? It's like, I mean, think about it this way: if you're if you're working with a new coworker, and they've kind of proven over and over that, like, hey, they can do, they can handle the responsibilities that that like I've given or shared with them. Like, you start to trust that person. It's the same mm-hmm. thing with yourself. Like, there's, a, I mean. All of us, and I'm going to throw everybody, all of us at some point don't trust ourselves on some level to do oh. something, yeah. right? Guilty. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, it may not be fitness. You may trust yourself there, but it may, you know, public speaking or relationships or parenting or whatever, like the lack of trust. So the more that you can be consistent and repetitive in it, it's building, building trust so that you have confidence. Okay. Hey, now I can take on whatever right. task that is. That's right. Number five, it increases overall, just overall brain performance. So from building intelligence to strengthening memory, exercise boosts brain power in a number of ways. Studies on mice and humans indicate that cardiovascular exercise creates new brain cells called, neuro, called a process called neurogenesis and improve overall brain performance. Studies also prove that physical activity boosts creativity and mental energy. So it literally creates new brain cells, neurogenesis from exercise. Should so be, I should be way that's smarter. why I, I can, should be yeah, way smarter right now. <laughs> I should be freaking Albert Einstein at this point in my life. No, but that's why I can tell you how much 225 pounds is right off the bat yeah. on a barbell. Yeah. It's Two plates pounds. on each side and a 45 pound bar. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> my, my weight room math is next level. Nah. Like, they yeah, would call me rain man. Can you, can you transfer it into kilos though? No. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't no commie. <laughs> you ain't been using them rubbers then. <laughs> That's a, that's a meathead joke right yeah, there. Yeah, golly. <laughs> and then number six, I thought this one was the most interesting. Yeah. And it's so true, but I didn't it, put into words, it kind of hits you upside the head of, oh, well, yeah, no doubt. And it's the improved stress response. It's a little wordy here, but get, work, work with me here. Biologically, exercise seems to give the body a chance to practice dealing with stress. It forces the body's physiological systems, all of which are involved in the stress response, to communicate much more closely than usual. The cardiovascular system communicates with the renal system, which communicates with the muscular system. And all of these are controlled by the central and sympathetic nervous systems, which also must communicate with each other. This workout of the body's communication system may be the true value of exercise. Mm. The more sedentary we get, the less efficient our bodies are at responding to stress. I thought, wow, no duh. Duh. No doy. <laughs> Remember that phrase? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but really, if, just, just think it. If you're sedentary, if you just yeah. sit all day long at yeah. a desk, whatever, you never really stress out your body, and then you're faced with a stressful situation, of course you're not going to respond as well as somebody who is used to that stress. Now, it's a different stress. It's not the same, but you are literally making your body at responding to. So what happens when you're stressed? Heart rate increases, blood flow increases, blood pressure increases. Those same things happen when you're faced with a stressful situation yeah. at work. Yep. So while one is healthier than the other, the healthier one can improve your response in the unhealthy one. Mm-hmm. You're able to deal with things a little bit better mm-hmm. because your body's used to it. It's seen this before. Yeah. Whereas sedentary people, that's why they're sick all the time. Immune response is lower. Yeah. You know, your, your, your immunity. And so, again... It sounds obvious. Maybe it is. Yeah. 
but just seeing it on paper was like, oh, no, yeah, I mean, that think, makes total think about sense. it. And here's like an example for for me, and especially as I parent my kids, is it's like you do want to put your it's training is what it is, right? You create stress, artificial stress, so that when it's game time, when real stress actually comes, you're more prepared for it. So like with my family and kids, not my wife, I'm going to exclude her from the group. Um, but uh, if my kids drop something on the floor, I tell them to pick it up and eat it. I'm creating stress <laughs> within their body, teaching their immune system to handle it. Yeah. And, you know, again, I don't have any scientific facts, but I would say that, you know, my kids have been pretty good as far as like resiliency when it comes to sicknesses or in, in yeah. the season. Cause you're not putting them in bubble wrap. No, I, like you need to do that. Like mm-hmm. it's not, it's not the end of the world. Like if, exposure if therapy expose. Yeah, ex- exactly. So creating a somewhat controlled, stressful, um, stressful event. So that again, when it's time, when real stress, uncontrolled stress, you can handle it better. Yep. I mean, it's like, think about boxers. You really, it's, it's hard, or MMA guys, it's really hard to create a true stressful situation like a fight, right? Like that level of intensity. I mean, boxers maybe can a little bit, but it's really hard to because then you would just essentially break yourself down before your actual fight. You don't really do that. But what are you going to do? You're going to do crazy amounts of cardio. You're going to do all of the situations that come up within a fight, maybe not all together, but... You know, you've got grappling, you've got boxing, you've got wrestling, you've got all the things that come within an MMA fight, do it separately, but create those stresses so that now when it happens, your body knows what to do and how to handle it. That's right. That's right. So if anybody ever asks you why or how How? does exercise improve mental health? I've heard this before, but how does it actually work? You can tell them these six ways. Number one, increase blood flow to the brain. Number two, increases endorphin levels. Number three, increases BDNF. Do you remember what that stands for? Brain development. It's close. Brain-derived derived neurotrophic factor. Neurotrophic. I was the there end, you go. The end I was it's stuck the on. protein in your brain that's uh, associated with learning, memory formation, and the alleviation of depression and anxiety. Brain-derived neurotrophic. Just think it's protein, bro. Cool. Oh, <laughs> done. Done. Number four, improved confidence and self-esteem. Number five, increases overall brain health, oh. or brain performance, sorry. And then number six, and improves your stress response. So it's quick and at you today, short and sweet. But again, if you're actually curious, why does, why does this make me feel so good? Mm -hmm. It makes me feel good. That's great. But why? There's your six reasons. So, uh, thank you guys for listening today. I know it was a quick one. Um, do us a favor, not only share the show, not only leave us a review, not only subscribe and rate five stars, you know, those are all great things, but another way that you can support the show and support yourself more importantly. Yeah. Get you some Jocko fuel. Come on. This dude is one of the greatest leaders the military has ever known. Started a supplement company. Again, it's disrespect. Started a a nutrition products and wellness company a few years ago. Wanted it to be American-made. Wanted to provide jobs in this country for Americans, by Americans. And wanted to improve people's lives. And that's what they're doing. That's why we love backing them that's why we support them that's why we always have these amazing drinks in our hands uh because jocko fuel they're on a mission of doing some really big things so again don't do it for us do it for yourself go check out jockofuel.com or if you're in texas go to your local heb go to your local head or your vitamin shop local vitamin shop they have them uh the products there as well so 
go check out Jocko Fuel. And then also, you know, there's two other things you can do. Is one, is you can make sure we talk about mental health, talk about recovery. We didn't talk about it in these six facts, but the importance of it. No better way to do that than to recover on a recover on a sleep number bed. Get your good night's sleep. And track it. Learn from it. I mean, it's a smart bed. So you literally it coaches you on how to recover better. Um, I know recently, uh, you know, Tiff and I, we've just been going, 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 going. And so I'll last into last week kind of we're tailing off on our recovery and it wasn't doing real well and we we're really intentional on the days that we could it's like okay hey we're going to make sure that look we're getting to bed early even though we don't necessarily have to be up at 4 30 tomorrow morning like we're really going to take our sleep sleep serious because we need to make up for some of that recovery that we lost during the week just because of busy lives. And so it's, we wouldn't have known that it's been hard. You never would have known how well you just go by feeling like this tells you how you're recovering, how you're sleeping, what your performance is through the night. Hey, are there certain things that we can do? Okay. Make an adjustment. We move the bed, prop the feet up a little bit. Um, it's just been a game changer for Tiffany and I, but you want to talk about improving mental health, sleep number bed. There's nothing better. Then lastly, big announcement. Is it? No, we've, we've not, already announced, we've announced it. it I was like, I yeah. was like this November 13th. Come on. Come up and see us. We're going to be at Choctaw Casino Resort at the league, the sports bar up there, which, again, whether you're a sports fan or not, you're going to be blown away, but yeah. blown away by this place. Yep. Uh, we've joked about this before. I'm not on 75 hard this go-around, so I'm ready to eat everything in sight. I won't be drinking anything because of our episode last week and what alcohol, the negative effects of alcohol. I won't be drinking anything, but... I will be eating everything. <laughs> you, you say that like, because of our episode, now you're not going to drink. <laughs> yeah, I don't drink anyway. But Tyler, Tyler will partake, and no, Tyler, Tyler's already I promised. I will now, not because of our episode. Tyler's already promised that he's got every round's on him next yes, November yes. 13th. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, every yeah. round of Blue Dolphins on me, on this yeah. guy right here. <laughs> no, but seriously, if you listen to the podcast and you come up there yeah. and you come find us, we will. We will, we will definitely hook you up. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. We appreciate your support. Come see us November 13th up at Choctaw Casino Resort, the league. They're playing Make the a Packers. weekend out of it. Make, Make a whole a weekend, weekend out of it. Yeah, stay, stay yourself at the, the hotel. Uh, go do some cold water plunge <laughs> in the resort-style pool. Not that cold yet. <laughs> not We're yet. still going to be fine. That's right. We're That's still right. good. So November 13th, mark your calendar. So anything else, Ty? Nope. Close us out? No, man. Short and sweet. That's it. Let's get to it. All right, it. y'all. That's Have right. a great Wednesday. See you tomorrow.